Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is Solar Farms Cause Aesthetic and Environmental Damage to Jefferson County, West Virginia. Let's get started by looking at the Jefferson County, West Virginia Envision 2035 Comprehensive Plan. Vision Jefferson 2035 Comprehensive Plan, which is the document that guides land use in the county, or is supposed to. 1B, Rural Land Use Planning. It talks here about between 1974 and 2007, nearly 14,000 acres of land were removed from agricultural production in the county. Approximately 78% of these acres were lands with prime soils or soils of statewide importance. It's important that viable existing farmlands are protected. By encouraging cluster residential development, a large portion of the property will be maintained for farming activities, which would allow Jefferson County's agricultural and rural character to be maintained. Below is the soils map of Jefferson County, a larger version can be found in Appendix F maps. So let's look at this soils map. If you look and see the area that's currently the area of the Blake Solar Farm, I'll enlarge this a bit so we can see better. So here we can see the um, legend of the map. Green areas, all areas are prime farmland. Farmland of statewide importance is yellow. So if we look at the area of the Blake Solar Project, which is approximately outlined here in red, we can see that it's either prime farmland or farmland of statewide importance. All of it are one or the other. Here's more from the comprehensive plan. With Jefferson County's close proximity to Washington, D.C., and Baltimore, Maryland, metropolitan areas, the possibility of rejuvenated local agriculture activity exists. Niche farming has expanded for both foods and materials used in the creation of goods. As value-added agriculture and rural land use activities increase, they enable attention of the agricultural and rural environment. These value-added activities assist in providing farms with additional revenue sources to maintain the farms. The growing movement towards more localized food sources has resulted in the creation of community farmers markets the revitalization of local farm markets and the expansion and awareness of community support agriculture programs. Similarly, local restaurant schools are increasingly utilizing local grown food in their facilities. So I'd like to point out that these things are not being accomplished by putting solar farms on there. This is not in the spirit of our comprehensive plan. It's not even the letter. One of the highest priorities of the Envision Jefferson 2035 Steering Committee and the public was desired to preserve the rural landscapes, heritage, and lifestyles that attracted May residents to Jefferson County. Comments were received that indicated Jefferson County needs to balance the demands of growth with the protection of agricultural lands. Efforts of the agriculture and artisan communities can create desirable places for tourism to thrive. In these communities, visitors can visit working farms shop in an artisan's studio and eat at restaurants that are either located on farms or that serve food derived from local enterprises. Well, golly, Jiminy Crickets, that's not going to happen on Solar Farm. Would you like to uh, set up shop next to Blake Solar Farm? When it rains, you can watch all the topsoil runoff. That's a good activity, not. 
Hereford has stated that there should be a process where the Board of Zoning Appeals can determine if the use is compatible in scale and intensity of the rural environment possesses no threat to public health, safety, and welfare. If you're watching this podcast rather than listening, I'll take a few moments to share these pictures from September 24th of the soil runoff, primarily from the Blake Solar Project. There is also a housing development going on there, but it's much smaller than the 516-acre solar project. This is Abbott's run. You can see it's filled with mud, and this runs along a good portion of the solar project, and it has grades or slopes of up to 20%, which is extremely foolhardy to put solar projects on grades of 20%. So these pictures are taken at near Bloomery Road and Charlestown Road. Here's the runoff going into the Shenandoah River. You can see all the mud coming out of Abbott's Run into the river. That's, that's the bridge crossing, uh, crossing of Route 115 over the river. Here, here's another view. This is also part of Abbott's Run, full of mud, completely full of mud here. So one of the things that was supposed to be addressed is the um, stormwater management. So what happened is, under normally under county regulations, they have to have a stormwater management plan. But by putting the solar farms as a matter of right plan where they can basically not even have any formal stormwater plan, they're supposed to provide a report to the um, county you know, saying that they're providing certain drainage if it's, you know, over a certain slope. Otherwise, there's very little restriction. You can see that all this soil is running off. And also, I can't find those reports anywhere on the county website. So I'm going to be inquiring further about that, you know, what happened to these stormwater reports. On this map, it shows the grading of the site. So we see that a lot of the site has over a 10% slope, and some of the site has a 20% slope. In other words, it's, it's, you know, hilly. So that means it's subject to runoff. This is an extremely bad idea to have a solar farm here. Now we're stuck with it, and it's causing all that mud to run off into Evans Run and the Shenandoah river supposedly they're supposed to be growing ground cover there well when is it going to be there it doesn't just pop up in one day so one thing i'd like to point out is you would think oh they put the solar panel there and they left the vegetation in place wrong all the topsoil has been stripped excuse me stripped off well, how do you say all the cover has been stripped off i don't know how much topsoil has been stripped off but in the areas on this chart that are um, hatched here on the left, you see over 10% grade. And then on the right here, you see further that the parts that have these uh, slanted lines are actually over a 15% grade or up to 20% grade. 
and those they had to cut down in order to be able to install the solar panels at all. So how environmentally friendly? Not. That's not environmentally friendly at all. And you can see all the pictures of all the mud running into Shenandoah River. This is a very interesting statement here about stormwater management. Is our understanding, this is from the um, Engineering, Planning, and Zoning Department, Jefferson County. Is our understanding that the intent of the proposed amendment to zoning ordinance for solar farms is to eliminate the need to process a site plan and eliminate the requirement for stormwater management control. However, the intent is to require temporary construction, sediment erosion control under Western Virginia Department of Environmental Protection's construction stormwater NPDES permitting requirements. Well, obviously, that's not being followed. That's not working. So they say here that there is significant runoff from solar farms. Based on findings, there could be significant increase in stormwater runoff from solar farms. However, if solar farms can meet certain conditions as discussed in the study and as adopted by state of Pennsylvania, the post-development runoff versus the pre-development runoff will be insignificant. And no traditional stormwater management control facilities will be needed. Yeah, right. So that's obviously not working well. Clearly, it, there needs to be stormwater management. Let's look here further from the um, conditional use permit. A great benefit of any solar project is that it does not result in the permanent conversion of farmland to residential, commercial, or industrial uses. The soils that have been sustained, have sustained generations of farm families will be preserved and can be returned to agricultural production. A decommissioning plan will be filed with West Virginia as required by state legislation. Well, there's no cases where any, any solar farms have been returned to production because it's too soon. And there's no guarantee they will be. And by the way, how good is that land going to be for farming after the topsoil has, first of all, been disturbed completely 100% because all of it, all of it has been, um, how do you say, all the vegetation has been stripped off throughout the entire development except in the buffer zones. And along like, you know, streets and so on. And also, as you see, a lot of the soil is running into the river. That also doesn't address the fact that there are toxic chemicals in the solar panels. Can it be 100% guaranteed that none of those toxic panels over 30-year lifespan will leak into the soil? No. So there's zero guarantee, and very likely this will never, ever return to farmland. So that's a bunch of BS. So also, let's look at, again, if this type of development of large-scale solar farms, and we should look at Blake Solar Farm definitely as a bellwether or how things are going to go if any more solar farms are allowed. Right now, they're suspended by the text amendment change, but things are somewhat up in the air. So I think it's important that the commission makes clear all these issues. So for instance, the comprehensive plan is saying that really what's supposed to happen is, since many farm operators are in the position of working the equivalent of multiple full-time jobs, they're saying like half or more, by having additional flexibility in uses and operations, farm operators might be able to continue to have a viable business 
while devoting more time and resources to on-site needs instead of having to work off-site to pay for the farm. Well, the fact of the matter is here that this is not at all the spirit of what's happening with Blake and other solar farms. So basically, there are just three families own the land that the Blake solar farm is on. One of them is the Cable family. I don't think the Cable family is starving, is going to go out of business. So anyway, they own High Horizons Farm, LLC. The other parcels, as far as I know, that is being leased from that family. The, uh, 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 that's the Cable family. Get, uh, so that's one family. And the other properties, which were the, uh, owned by the Peels and um, Thornhill LLC, those were sold to the uh, company that develops this project, which is, by the way, a company from Spain. So, so how is that in increasing farming? It's not increasing farming. It's just a money grab. They sold the property. How about the Cable family? Like they were in hardships, and now they're, you know, having to milk the cows at 6 a.m. This is baloney. These, these, this is just a huge money grab. This isn't helping people who have a few acres and want to develop their land. No. This is like three or six or 12 people, in this case three, in the county benefiting at the expense of our whole county. So the whole spirit of this idea of, oh, the farmers need an extra income so they'll have a few solar panels is baloney. I mean, I saw other cases like in Maryland, I just saw an article where, you know, someone got a grant and they have a very large chicken operation, like thousands of chickens, so they want to put solar panels on top of the chicken coops. That makes sense. It's already impervious surfaces. You know, they're not like messing up the topsoil. But to turn prime farmland that's sloped as much as 20% farmland of statewide importance into this strip off all the vegetation, grade like 25% of the whole property, grade meaning cut down the, the soil, and then, you know, half the soil or however much, who knows, is running down into Shenandoah River. By the way, what does that do to the fish and, and uh, aquatic life there? I'm sure it's not very healthy. And then you're saying, oh, we're helping the farmers. This is not true. This is completely wrong. So the, the you know, commission, commissioners, and already Krauss and Jackson been working on that. We have to work to, to stop this. And this is a, also Stolifer. He has not denied that Steve Stolifer, the county uh, commission chairman, that he, he makes commissions as a real estate agent on these farms. Okay, so if he's really transparent, I challenge you, Mr. Stolifer, to tell us how much you're making off of all your commissions. How many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions are you making off of these commissions? Please tell us. We'd really like to know. I'd like to cover one more thing in the comprehensive plan. This is view sheds and gateways. A view shed is commonly defined as an area of land, water, or other environmental elements that is visible to human eye from a fixed vantage point. Often a view shed consists of a range of sites, including pleasing vistas. Yeah, right. Pleasing vistas of solar panels, landscapes, or scenes. Designation of a view shed is not intended to preclude development from occurring. Rather, to encourage the layout and the scale of structures 
and matter minimize the effect on the view shed. Applicants should be encouraged but not required to consider amended building setbacks, height restrictions, or bulk controls take the view shed into consideration. Well, this was even before solar, this was written before solar stuff was on even on the menu, so to speak. Furthermore, it says Jefferson County serves as a gateway or first impression into West Virginia from Virginia, Maryland, and the eastern seaboard. An identified goal of Envision Jefferson 2035, which, by the way, is still our comprehensive plan that's current, is a protection enhancement of view sheds and the gateways located in Jefferson County. The county's gateways were identified by cross-section of the county's residents as an important asset to our local identity. I believe that the view sheds are a key component of the rural character that draws residents and visitors to Jefferson County and the eastern panhandle. So guess what? Before the, the Route 9 bridge over Shenandoah River, the new Route 9 bridge, was completed in 2012, guess what the gateway from Leesburg was? which is the major, the, really the major, and at that time only entry from uh, the Leesburg area and, you know, that part of Loudoun County. Well, guess what? That was Route 9 is what's now Route 115. And so the first thing when you are greeted when you cross the Shenandoah River is what? Oh, yes. Well, in the winter, you can see the solar panels that are on the left. And then definitely winter, summer, anytime, you're not going to miss the wonderful solar panels, you know, before you get to the to the church and into the um, Charlestown there. So this is the gateway, and now it's been covered with these solar panels. So this is completely against the spirit and the word of the comprehensive plan. So I urge those few families that are benefiting, like the ones that are trying to sell their land for the Wild Hill. Um, solar farm, now the permit's been extended, the others, that they don't do that. They don't sell out our county. Now, according to the rescinded amendment, then these aren't sites aren't, well, it's kind of up in the air, but the commission can make clear that it doesn't want the county commission those projects to go forward, and they should be stopped, as Krauss and Jackson have already done. And the out, it's an outrage, and I want to cover it separately, but I do want to mention now because it's timely. It's an outrage that uh, Matt Harvey is, you know, continuing this lawsuit, or what do you say, effort to remove Jackson Krause. I voted for Jackson. She's my commissioner. I don't want to remove Matt Harvey. Hello? My neighbors don't want to remove. How about doing a survey in Shannondale here in vicinity? We don't want to remove. Stop the petition. Don't you have anything else to do? How about catching some of the real people doing crime and people selling drugs or, or committing theft? How about catching the people who just broke into the four businesses in a row in Charlestown? You know, making sure those kind of people get caught and prosecuted, aren't out on the streets. You know, the ones who busted into the, um, what is it, Blaze Pizza and a restaurant in Somerset Village there and the medical office. Maybe we should be catching those people and not trying to, I don't know, what, what is the purpose, by the way, Mr. Harvey, of trying to remove Krauss and Jackson? Are you on some kind of vendetta? 
Is it suggested by Mr. Stolifer? What's going on here? They're back to work now. Why are you pursuing this thing? Drop that case. What's the point of this? We don't want it. We don't want our commissions removed. It's wrong to begin with, in addition to being a waste of time and money. So I hope I've covered clearly this is the, if, if Jefferson County, I believe, you know, we're moving to stop this, and I, you know, will work hard, whatever I can do to work with those, to stop this kind of development. Sure, certain solar development, you know, like I mentioned in my previous editorial, you can find it on my website, visionroot.org. Small-scale solar development, like, for instance, on the Millville Quarry, that makes sense. It's already a quarry. No, that's not going to harm the viewscape or whatever. Or maybe small little developments that people want to do, you know, uh, how do you say, small. Or how about putting a solar on the county dump? I don't think anybody will care about the viewscape at the county dump. That's already land that's not being developed. Why don't you put a solar there? Not on our prime farmland and our gateway into our beautiful city. We'd, that's already been ruined. But let's not ruin any more. Stop this craziness. And also stop persecuting and prosecuting my commissioner, our commissioner Jackson, and Commissioner Krause. What, what are you doing? How about making our place safer, as I mentioned? Stop it. It's wrong. Okay, so I am your host, Rich Urban. I hope you've enjoyed this show. We've been talking about how solar farms cause aesthetic and environmental damage to Jefferson County, and they benefit the few, few landowners. It's not at all in the spirit of the plan to help farmers. These are big landowners who even aren't even farming anymore, like they sold their farm, you know, cashed out. So it's not at all in the spirit of the comprehensive plan, which is what the judge was saying back in 2021 when they had the lawsuit, and 22, that this they, they, they put this text amendment in saying you could have solar farms as a matter of right within the urban growth boundary and by conditional use permit in rural areas without explaining how that lined up with a comprehensive plan. Well, guess what? It doesn't. It's wrong. Okay, so I'm reporting to you from Historic Harpers Ferry. Do be blessed, and let's uh, stop this craziness and also stop pursuing the prosecution, persecution of our commissioners, Krauss and Jackson. We want them to, to continue on as our commissioner, Mr. Harvey and others who are behind this. Stop it. All right, thank you. Good night.